0: Hi everyone at Cho Central West. It is a real pleasure to be with you doing another one of your singing lessons as we look at the book of Psalms, the Old Testament songs of uh, God's people. And today I want to look at song 150 or Psalm 150. It's the final psalm of all of the different songs that God's people have sung, all the different uh, notes and genres of lament and doubt and questioning, all crescendo as all of history will, with a tone that is captured in Psalm 150. And what I want to do is read it to you and then hone in on a really practical question for us as Christians and for you as a church in the coming weeks and months. And the question is this, does making music really matter? Does making music really matter in the life of a Christian and in the life of a church? Here's Song 150. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with trumpet sound. Praise him with lute and harp. Praise him with tambourine and dance. Praise him with strings and pipe. Praise him with sounding cymbals. Praise him with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Does music really matter in the life of a Christian and in the life of Church Central West? Now I guess the fact that we're in a series called Singing Lessons and the fact that this psalm quite clearly is all about making music Probably tip you off on where I'm gonna land on that question, but it is worth asking it I think not least because uh, any number of us might not really enjoy The musical side of church life that might be a part of church that we're not actually chomping at the bit to get back to Maybe that was a part of our worship gatherings That used to be more a sacrifice for some of us and so actually we're not sure that it really matters all that much And even if we do love it and we really miss that side of it, music has at very best been an infinitely smaller part of Church Central West over the last 18 months than at any other time since you were planted. You might have figured out Zoom worship for your prayer meetings perhaps and and sung over one another in your uh, clusters maybe, uh, if you're really into it. But for the most part, music has been a lot less leaned into In the last 18 months. And yet has that really mattered? I really mean that. Because you're still the church, aren't you? And you're still able to follow Jesus, aren't you? You're still a community, aren't you, that loves one another, aren't you? You're still able to be a blessing to those around you, aren't you? You still able to pray? Aren't you still able to worship in so many different ways, aren't you? Absolutely. And so I ask again, does it really matter that we make music? Why would we bother? It takes a lot of effort. We've got to get a lot of kit. Some of us don't even enjoy it. Why don't we just scrap it? Why don't we move on from it? Why don't we consign it to the pre-COVID era? Well, I think Psalm 150 answers those questions and gives a resounding answer with plenty of musical accompaniment, actually, that yes, music Still, really matters. Making music matters to God, it matters to you, and it matters to Church Central West. That we embrace musical worship whenever we can as a church. And I think there's eight rock solid reasons in Psalm 150 for that. But I said that my talk would only be about 20 minutes, so I've lopped off the final three. So we're going to look at five reasons. But if you want the other three, um, then give us a text. Great. Number one, Why does music matter? Music matters because music is commanded and that is more than enough. Uh, Owen brilliantly covered this in the opening talk of this whole series way back when by telling us that there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of commands in the Bible to sing and make music to the Lord. In the Old Testament, and in the New Testament, to praise him with this instrument, this instrument, that instrument, with anything you can get your hands on, make music, sing a new song to the Lord. It is not a suggestion. It's not a top tip. It's not a thought to ponder. It's not even gospel good news. It's a command and commands are to be obeyed. God is not an advisor. He is a commander. And so even if you hate it, even if you can't sing a note even if you prefer it a bit different you have zero wriggle room on this issue making music as a christian and as a church is a command a repeated command and even if there was no other theological or spiritual or emotional or psychological or communal reason for this, simply the fact that God tells us to do it, is more than enough for me. But gloriously, God is not the sort of God who throws out random commands. Actually, there are many other reasons why singing and making music is a brilliant thing for us as a church. So let's look at number two. Second reason, music announces a person of honour. Verse three of this song says, praise him with trumpet sound. Now in Bible times, trumpets were not merely a nice, uh, crisp sounding instrument. They were sounded in very specific moments. Moments where attention was to be captured and turned to someone who was coming, who was worthy of immense honour, respect and reverence. When a king would come or, or perhaps when the Ark of the Covenant or even a prophet at some moment was to come, it would be announced with trumpet sound. And primarily in the Bible, and there are countless references to this in the New Testament, the trumpet sound will signal the return of Jesus. It will be preceded by a a, a trumpet or an announcement made, but more grand than that, that Jesus is coming. It's like this sound signals that someone who must receive honor and reverence and respect and cannot go unnoticed is here. And even today in our culture we often do the same. We often do the same literally with trumpets. The Queen arrives and uh, trumpets sound. The Presidential visit and trumpets sound. Even think of the last post on a Remembrance Sunday. It's, it's, it's a, a sound to make us remember that there are people who are worthy of our respect and our reverence. But in different contexts, it might not be a trumpet. I guess the, the trumpet, or, or literally the ram's horn, is not such a feature of our, our culture at the moment. Um, uh, but, but still, music is used to announce a person of honour. Think of uh, when a guest comes out on a chat show. Uh, there's always music. It's why so many chat shows, one of the big things is which, who's going to be their house band. And you think, well, why does that matter? They're just chatting. But it's because music is appropriate when someone of honour appears. Think of a team coming into a stadium, there's an announcement of music that is important. Think of a boxer when they're walking to the ring, their entrance music. It cuts through the silence and it demands attention and it announces, show some respect, listen up, show some honour, someone great, the person we've all been waiting for is here. And the psalmist is saying to the people of God then and to the church in this day, that we should do that too, that we should recognise in our gatherings that they aren't just clubs, they aren't just communities in general, they are communities of God and God is worthy of honour and he is coming right now in our midst as the church but ultimately on that future final day and he's worthy of attention, worthy of honour, worthy of deliberate welcome and great fanfare. And so with the trumpet... Or frankly, with anything we can get our hands on, we too let the music strike up because music announces a person of honour. Why should Church Central West, when you regather, give yourselves to sung musical worship? Because Jesus Christ is coming. He dwells in his church and our music announces him as one to be honoured. Praise the Lord with trumpet sound. Third reason. Music announces joy-filled victories. It talks in verse four about praising him with tambourine and dance. Now, I need to tread carefully here because I know that this is like the sacred cow for some people in life, but for me, in my ill-judged and lack of character, uh, for me, the instruction to get out of tambourine and dance is the thing I hate most about Christianity, okay? That just is not me, or is it? Because I don't actually think that this command is about musical preference or an addiction to uh, irritating percussion instruments or my dad dancing even. It's about much more than that because in the Bible, uh, tambourine and dance is synonymous with celebrating a great victory. There's a few examples of this in the Old Testament. In Exodus 15, most famously, God's people have just been rescued from their enemy, Egypt, brought through the sea. And the first thing that happens after the sea has kind of settled and they have taken a breath and they realise that they are saved and they are liberated and they are rescued is that Miriam starts singing this incredible song. And then it says in verse 20 that she took a tambourine and led all the women as they played their tambourines and danced. Tambourines and dancing, it's a a joyful celebration moment, that's what it signifies. It's not so much about tambourines are great, it's not even so much about I really like dancing. It's what is appropriate and just natural as the consequence of a joy-filled victory. And on several other occasions in 1 and 2 Samuel, 1 and 2 Chronicles, uh, David and his band of very rugged, intense, uh, masculine soldiers whip out the tambourines and dance because they had triumphed and God had given them the victory. And so, even if you ain't into tambourines, I'm telling you that music is still to accompany joy filled victories. And it still does, even in our culture, whether tonight it's Italy or England who triumph, you know that that will instantly be followed by huge amounts of music and you know they'll be dancing. And if it's England, I'm thinking that the music and dancing will be led by Emily Karmacharya, who uh, on social media, we love to see it, just bringing the content for football's coming home. So we're looking forward to that, Emily, if we get the win tonight. Um, But whoever uh, you support, whatever context in your life, if someone who represents you achieves a great victory, then joy-filled music and dancing follows. And how much more so than football fans should we as the church celebrate with music? Our victor, Jesus. How much more than the Old Testament people of God should we who see Jesus defeated, it seemed, by sin and death, but then rising with a late, amazing comeback victory to conquer our greatest enemies and now stand as the victor. And then as it says in the New Testament, God now, through Jesus, gives us the victory. We share in it and so making music and even shaking a hip or two is appropriate because of what God has done. Why make music at Church Central West? Because music accompanies joy-filled victories. I've got two more reasons to go before we're done and we turn our attention to the football. And these two are really aimed at helping you see the specific power of music as an individual disciple. If you're ever stalled or, or stalled stuck in your Christian life, or ever feel dry in your spiritual life and your walk with Jesus, then these are two reasons why music can really help you. Two places that music accesses more than a talk does, or more even than mere prayers often seem to. Actually, there are places that music can get to in our lives that do us a whole load of good. And the first one is that music engages our bodies. In Romans 12, uh, Paul speaks about true and spiritual worship. That's our our joy and our responsibility as the church to bring God true and spiritual worship that is pleasing to him. But you know, it nowhere says uh, in that verse, present your beliefs as a living sacrifice to God. It actually says, present your bodies to God. And that is your true and spiritual worship. And of course that's about lots of things, probably in that context was about being willing to die as a martyr. So there's that presenting of our bodies in sacrifice. There's also something about uh, purity with our body and the, the body parts that God has given us, that we use those for his glory, not for sinful gain. But I think in the context of worship, there's something beautiful here about using our bodies in worship. And music helps us with that. Making music engages the whole person. Verse 6 says that it's everything that has breath is to praise the Lord. It doesn't say everything that has beliefs or a PhD or great insight. Everything that has breath. It's a physical word that we're to breathe in with our lungs and our mouths and then breathe out through our vocal cords and our lungs and our mouth and make music to him. And then that's why the Psalms are full of lift up hands. You ever wondered why that happens? Though it seems to happen very spontaneously in other contexts like football matches. But in the church, you see people lift up their hands because the Bible teaches us, use your body to honor God. Don't leave it as beliefs. Let your body embody your worship. And even in this Psalm, uh, all of those instruments that are listed are trumpets and pipes. They, They use our mouths and our fingers and our lungs, lutes and harps and strings. Use our fingers and our arms. Tambourines use our arms and our palms. And dancing uses our feet, the occasional arm, maybe a hip or two. And I tell you what, this gets our body involved. It gets our beliefs into our bodies. Why make music at Church Central West? Because it engages your body in worship of God. And that's a helpful spiritual discipline. Number five, last thing from this as song music engages our heart we all know that experience don't we of uh, a song striking up uh, a certain feeling or longing or emotion in us it's why filmmakers use certain types of music at certain moments to to bring us with them to not manipulate us into a false emotion but to help us truly experience in our emotional life something that lines up with what we're seeing on the screen So if it's a horror film, there's horror-esque music. If it's a slapstick thing, there's some slapstick stuff, so that we don't miss what's happening but that our emotions line up with reality. And while I'm not saying that music should be used in a church to manipulate an emotional response that's false, Actually, when combined with God's truth, music helps our emotions catch up with what's in front of us. We can hear about God being wonderful and Jesus dying for us on the cross, but somehow music puts to that truth helps us experience it in our heart, not just in our head. One of my favourite quotes ever, as I begin to wrap up, is by a guy called Yip Harburg, who has one of the greatest names ever. And he wrote the music to the Wizard of Oz and asked once about the power of music. He said this, which I think it's unfair on other quotes, this quote, because it's just so much better than any other quote you'll ever hear. He said this, words make you think thoughts. Music makes you feel a feeling, but a song makes you feel a thought. Say that again, words. So just reading words or hearing words makes you think thoughts. And that's not wrong. And music, sounds, crescendo, harmony makes you feel a feeling. But then you combine the two. You combine truth, words, with music like any good song does. And it makes you feel your thoughts. That is to say, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. That's a good thing to believe. And it's an okay thing to say, but I tell you what, it is a wonderful thing to sing. It's one of God's great methods to capture our hearts again. If you're feeling stuck in your Christian faith, as a church, if you want life to come in, Church Central West, make music. Praise the Lord on anything you can get your hands on. And let your thoughts drop into your feelings afresh. I'm done. And I'd love now to invite the band up to sing a song, but we can't do that. But store this away, put it in your convictions drawer that you will vow before God to live from in the coming weeks and months, that however you feel, however clunky it can be, however different preferences we have, that music matters. It matters to God, it matters to you, and it matters to the church. Thanks so much for having me. It's coming home.